We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Uh, we're definitely going with uh, David Usted in the uh, five-zero route for DC. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, there's another revenge game narrative. It sure is, yeah. Former team. <laughs> yeah, he's not letting anything get by him. So easy, clean sheet. Easy. Wow, so easy. You have him tenth um, out of ten. <laughs> this is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Bazo. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire. Joined on this Tuesday by Skylar Redpath and Adam Zadroik, making his podcast debut for MLS at least. Uh, filling in for J.D. Bazo, who is... Uh, European backpacking. I don't think he's actually backpacking, but uh, he is on a European vacation, and so uh, we get Adam to fill in. Adam, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Um, I heard JD was going to Russia. He's going for uh, the World Cup final. Is that, <laughs> that true or not? I believe Your Roto-Wire is sending him, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While I podcast in my basement, we send JD to Russia for the World Cup final. Um. I believe he was going to be in Belgium, though, possibly today, which today was not a great day to be in Belgium. So I don't know if he ended up making that trip. We'll get a full recap when he gets back and 
in two weeks. But uh, we are taping this uh, a little early as usual because, of course, uh, heaven forbid the World Cup makes MLS break. We're actually getting extra MLS this week. We've got two games on Wednesday to uh, open up some double game weeks. We've got uh, New York City FC home against Montreal. Fun fact, I will be at this game tomorrow. And then uh, 8.30 Chicago Fire home against Philly. So naturally, we want to get as much Chicago. I mean, I, I always love weeks where I can get more Chicago in my fantasy team. Um, looking at your guys' rankings, because, uh, Adam, you filled in for JD on the rankings this week as well, just slowly uh, replacing him everywhere. But uh, you both uh, understandably have uh, Ishmael Tajori Shradi as your first forward. Um, Skyler, I was unsurprised to see Nemanja Nikolic uh, second on your rankings because I think you're the last Nikolic supporter um, <laughs> left outside of Chicago. Adam, I don't see Nikolic in your top 20. Wait, no, he's six. Oh, you're right. I didn't even scroll that far. <laughs> so you've got him sixth behind uh, four single game week players. So, Skyler, I'd le- like at least the... Um, the case for why I need to have Nikolic in my team this week, if it is, or is it as simple as he's got two games? It could be as simple as that. It could also be that he's, he's somewhat turning it around after a little bit of a cold spell. I think he's had a goal in back to back games now. And Oh yeah. He's last season's golden boot winner. So (laughs) there's that. Um, No, I think he's, he's in play this week with two games. He actually might be, uh, might be my number one now with uh, the the news that's broken about Tajuri yeah. Shradi today. Apparently he uh, did not train or he trained off to the side. It doesn't sound like he's going to uh, be a full 180-minute participant this week, so that definitely um, bumps him down on my radar. But no, I, I like Nikolic this week. I think the game to target is, is this first one on Wednesday night at home against Philadelphia. Um, the second one's obviously much tougher on the road at Dallas, so... I think he's in play here, and and I'm probably going to have him in my roster. Hmm. Um, Adam, if if Nikolic only had the game at Philly, where do you think he falls in the top 20? Um, Yeah, home against Philly, I'd probably put him around uh, right around 13, 14 in that area. Um, Actually, let me put him behind Rooney just just because. (laughs) Um. I mean, obviously, that's the game we want. Uh, the Dallas one, I don't think we're depending that much, although it's Dallas this year hasn't isn't really the Dallas that we've seen the past few years. Um, Skylar, does he fall dramatically uh, for you if he only had the single game? Yeah, there's just uh, too much opportunity for guys that play twice. I mean, minutes equal production. That's, that's uh, how the saying goes, right? So mm-hmm. on a double game week, then I'd – you have to have as much double game week firepower as possible. And I think Nikolic, I mean, he's a little bit of a wild card this week too, because several people are off of him just because he has been um, in a little bit of a dry spell, but I don't know. I really like him this week. I mean, I think um, you've got several single game week players that you could consider in front of them. But for me, it's, it always comes down to the fact that if, if the guy's got two games, um, that's always going to trump any single game week players for me. Yeah, I feel like nothing shows just how poor he's been this year than the fact that everybody's salary is sky high at this point, and he's at (laughs) 5.6. So not breaking the bank at all. Uh, Adam, if you pass on 
uh, Nikolic and Tajori Shradi doesn't start Wednesday, it seems like you won't have any double game week forwards, which I guess given the teams and the number of midfielders we theoretically consider, that's you have to have one. So who do you think that one guy is going to be? Um, from a double game week perspective, um, without those two guys, um, they're <laughs> looking mean, at Man- Mateo Mancosu. Yeah, <laughs> is that, is it, are you trying to pull a, a Mancosu play out of Adam? Uh, of the two of um, you, I mean, see, he was the one who I ranked see him. him ranking, yeah, I see uh, Skyler has him ranked twenty. I put him in my value rankings. Um, I mean that's pretty hard to do uh, you could have him in the switcheroo role if anything um but at that point you're just hoping mancuso even starts which isn't a guarantee as it is so <laughs> um i mean that's kind of pushing it um i mean if david Villa was healthy it'd be another story but yeah. if anything he's probably only coming off the bench on the weekend and that even that might be a stretch Skyler, if V is on the bench Wednesday with the idea that he could start on the weekend, do you take a chance on him? I'm not doing it. I mean, if he started, if he happened to start Wednesday, then yeah, he's he's in my lineup. But I don't see it happening, and no, I'm not going to risk. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to risk it, even if there's a shot that he goes like 60 minutes or something. Mm-hmm. That's that's reasonable. That's reasonable. Uh, so let's say Tajori Shradi doesn't start on Wednesday, at least. Uh, Skyler, Nikolic is obviously right in your lineup. Do you think you'll end up getting three kind of big forwards in your team with two that are on single game weeks? I imagine you're not going to pass on a Yosef Martinez home against Seattle so that you can get p- possibly two games out of Mo- Mancosu if he somehow starts on Wednesday. But right, do you think you'll do that or do you use a the switcheroo kind of a dead spot that's kind of the lazy man switcheroo that's not really your style but that's mine (laughs) no i mean i think this week that's in play uh especially with the lack of double game week forwards to choose from so yeah for me if i'm looking at rostering nikolic there's one forward slot occupied and then after that like yeah yosef martinez he's been really high he's probably next in line for me but right now i'm trying to decide if i want to potentially roll like a four five one yeah five four one and just load up uh, defense and midfield with, with double game week players. Um, that's a decision to be made, but I think that's that's where I'm leaning right now. Yeah. We always kind of talk about how deep the forward rankings really go. Like, obviously, um, JD and Adam go 20 deep, or you go 20 deep for your, your forwards as well. But, like, we know that you're not really considering all 20, that they're probably the top, on some weeks it's top three, top five of guys that you're, like, legitimately considering. Looking at this week, though, I feel like you could make a, a reasonable case to roster any of the top 10 for both of yours. I think you actually have the same top 10, not in order, but it's the same list of 10. Uh, right. Even even beyond that, then, yeah, Ford's, Ford's pretty deep this week. Yeah. I'd um, go, like, top 15. I'd even, like, there's going to be some people with uh, Wayne Rooney in their lineup, so... I'm not ruling it out. Yeah. It seems like such an MLSE thing to happen. <laughs> well, it's the it's the Audi it's field the break opener. The bench or something. Right. It's the Audi field opener, so there's going to be the hype around that. And then, obviously, Rooney's MLS debut. 
he's going to want to score on his his debut. So I could see it happening. I actually like uh, Darren Maddox a little bit more this week, just without knowing that Rooney's locked in for a full 90 just yet and you know still still integrating with his new teammates, that kind of thing. Maddox, on the other hand, he's been scoring goals. He's kind of been their, their go-to guy up top. And, um, yeah, I just think with, with D.C. coming off that long road stretch and, and finally opening up their new digs, and, yeah, I, could, I'm, I see some goals in this one. So I like Maddox, too, this week. Do you think there is a legitimate chance that when Rooney is up and running that you will still rank Maddox ahead of him? No, I don't think so. I think okay. once Rooney, yeah, I think once Rooney's um, in the mix, then he's going to be the guy for DC. I mean, he's he's they're going to get him in front of goal. Um, they're going to do what they can to to have him producing, whether it's goals or assists. And I don't feel like Maddox offers that same upside that Rooney does. So being the Just, guy for DC United has upside. <laughs> well, That's what I mean, we're saying. Hey, the guys, uh, the guys scored some some goals before, so. That's what he does, and uh, yeah, yeah. Maddox is a goal scorer as well, but doesn't quite have the same uh, ring as as Wayne Rooney scoring goals. Right, right. Um, all right, fair enough. Um, Adam, I want to touch on the uh, the LAFC guys because uh, we're going to get Carlos Vela back this week. Uh, you both have Vela and uh, Diamande um, in the top ten. Uh, you have Diamande ahead now. Uh, do you think? Like, how big is that gap? I mean, obviously, this week you have BWP, Nikolic, and Ibrahimovic in between. Uh, you have Vela eighth, Skyler, you have Vela sixth. Both, you both have Diamande fourth. So it's not, I mean, you guys have a pretty similar read on the situation. But uh, do you think Diamande will continue to be ahead of Vela, or is this more just a, he's been out for a little while, you know, he's been away. And, uh, you know, once he gets back acclimated, you'll have them closer or even Vela ahead. I think eventually Vela is going to move ahead, but yeah, just coming back from the World Cup, um, is he going to play 90? Maybe even if, even if he does, um, you still got Diamande scoring all these goals, so you can't look past that. But just because Vela, he's on the ball a little more, he's creating a little more, or Diamande is going to be, you know, he's there for goals, he's going to be scoring up front. So I think eventually Vela will. Be you know every every week you'll be looking at him over Diamande, but for now, with the amount Diamande scoring, um, I mean, I'd rather have the guy that's gonna grab a hat trick over Vela, who's rejoining the team. And um, I mean, he hasn't been around for the last month, so um, he's used to playing with Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Skyler, do you yeah, look at we- the same way? I do. I mean, we, we really haven't seen how they're going to coexist yet. I don't think that's going to be an issue. I mean, LAFC has actually built a really scary attack, so I'm looking forward to seeing how it works out. But, yeah, I think Adam's right. I mean, there's some uncertainty surrounding Vela. I mean, I think um, if he's available and if he's fit and wants to go 90, I don't see uh, any reason why you don't get him mixed back in and, and start building that chemistry with some of the new pieces. But mm-hmm. Yeah, this week, Diamande is just, uh, I mean, he's going to be hard for me to fade. I know I mentioned maybe doing like a 4-5-1 or 5-4-1, or but uh, he's just been so hot. I mean, he's scoring goals, but ultimately, like, that's his pedigree is, is goals. He's pretty goal dependent, and I think once Vela gets mixed back in, then like Adam said, he's going to be doing a little bit more of the um, 
the work to produce goals and set things up as well as score them too. So I think overall, then yeah, Vela carries a, a higher upside or higher, maybe higher floor and, and upside. But Diamande is just, he's too hot to ignore right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, I think that's good for me on forwards, unless you guys had a parting shot on somebody. No, I think we're good there. Um, I will say it is a uh, pile on the Darren Maddox love. It's a Darren Maddox revenge game oh. in in the in the in the Audi Field home opener. So, oh my gosh! Good thing there's in. no roof on that place because man, that would just blow it off. <laughs> <laughs> um, midfielders are understandably predictable. Maxi Morales uh, number one, Piatti number two, and Katai number three. And you both have Tider at four. Um, it separates fairly quickly right there uh skyler i'm amazed at how high you have uh jesus medina and rodney wallace um part of that is because i think rodney wallace is horrible but that is more <laughs> of an nycfc problem than, than fantasy but um you obviously think medina starts both games and has a decent impact if you have him ranked fifth overall yeah it's all about the opportunity right now especially with New York City's front line hobbled. We mentioned Villa's questionable. He may not even play. Um, Yo, Yo Inge Berget, mm-hmm. he's out this week, so he's gone. And then if you take Tajuri Shradi, um, he might not even play Wednesday. His status is up in the air. So I think Medina and Rodney Wallace both are going to have uh, a heavier load in the attack, and I, I like him this week just as, as value options and playing two games at home. Um, I think, I mean, I think uh, it's just, it's justified on a two game schedule for him. I mean, Wallace can't possibly crack your top 20 if they have only the home game against Montreal, right? No. Yeah. It's all, it's all double game week uh, heavy for me. Okay. That, uh, I, I still, <laughs> he's going to be, he's going to be like one of their forwards this week, him and Medina probably. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess uh, Jonathan Lewis could get a a bigger run out too, but I mean, they're gonna have to get Medina and Wallace involved with with as many injuries as they've got. Yeah. Yeah, I still. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> I get it. Like, I, mean, I knew I was gonna get a little bit of stick for the uh, the Rodney Wallace, especially, but yeah, I, I mean, hey, I hope uh, I hope you watch it rain fantasy points tomorrow night and those guys are are involved because i might have one or the other um right now i'm settled on morales for sure and then you know i'm probably gonna have tenor home may have cayennes and then i'm trying to decide between another nyc midfielder or if i want to just go and use that last one on sean johnson sean john yeah yeah i'm shocked that you hadn't didn't lock rodney wallace in um (laughs) the only reason i don't like wallace because i think moderita is better even as a forward than Wallace is, but yeah. Um, and he's, he's going to get some, some time up there too. So I like him as yeah. a defender this week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Adam, you included uh Bastian Schweinsteiger in your top five, which uh, on a double game week, I think is absolutely something that you consider. Um, the only issue I had is that he's kind of, he's Bastian Schweinsteiger. And so there's not like a ton there, but, uh, as, as your fifth ranked forward, do you think he's going to be in your team this week? Um, he's, he's right on the edge. Uh, 
I mean, I believe last game we or last double game week he had, he did play. He started both matches. Um, he played 178 minutes. So uh, I think that's a good sign for for this one. I mean, he hasn't really done a whole lot as a late because you know that's what he does in fantasy. But uh, with that Phil, with that Philadelphia match, you're just hoping for if he can grab five or six points, maybe throw an assist in there. Um, then you don't, you only need a couple from that Dallas match and he's already at double digits. So, um, I feel like that is like, if you know, you're already getting the two ninety minutes from him right there. I mean, I think he's going to be a better play than someone like Rodney Wallace. Whereas, I mean, I, I just don't think he's going to start both matches and you don't know how much he's going to play. Um, so I think he's just a safer option overall. Mm -hmm. Um, I was surprised I mean, at how low Skyler was on him, to be honest. Yeah. He just hadn't been. I mean, Dax actually was a little more appealing to me this week. I know it's Schweinsteiger. I know he's probably going to get some opportunities to produce on both ends, but um, the production's been pretty meager. If you're looking at his past uh, past few game weeks, and I don't know. Like I meant, like I said, I like the Philadelphia matchup the most, and I think that's where we're going to have to get the bulk of our fantasy points from our Chicago Fire guys. And then after that, I just I'm not thrilled about the matchup at Dallas, so that probably bumped him down the rung a little bit for me. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, really, it just goes back to I guess the recent production that I'm a little bit wary about. Yeah, I mean, he, I feel like he not is not guaranteed for double digits, but he's like pretty safe in that realm. I'm just not sure he gets, you know, well, he's had he hasn't had any more than three points either of his last three games so i don't mm. know how, how safe you right. feel about the double digits <laughs> i mean it's a, a five he's point he's just waiting for this game week so that's right he's just yeah. waiting for this match yeah. yeah maybe if you wrote the six in roman numerals that's technically two digits so um that that should count there um i mean we talked about how the forwards like you're they're not a lot of double game week forwards but it's there it, i can't really picture myself taking a single game week midfielder this week. Like even Almarone, homie in Seattle, I feel like Seattle always comes up or at least defensively is good in big games. Um, and he's really the only one. I mean, he, he's ninth on Skyler's rankings. He's sixth on Adams, but he's the only single game week player in the top 10. So uh, do either of you even consider a single game week midfielder in like a switcheroo? Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say that's where you will want to have those options. I've actually, I think my bench right now has three Atlanta options. It's got wow. uh, Al Marone, Joseph Martinez, and, uh, or not my bench, I'm sorry, that those guys are going to be in my starting lineup. And in, Right, for the switcheroo. Right, for the switcheroo. And uh, Lander Gonzalez Perez is the other one. But yeah, I mean, you put three DGW guys on your bench and maybe even a guy like Rodney Wallace, like like uh, Adam said, who who's not a lot to play both games, not a lot to start both games. But if he starts um, Wednesday night, then I think, you know, I think he's a wild card play that you could throw in a switcheroo and just see what happens. And then, yeah, if he happens to do something, then he's the one that gets into the lineup. But if he doesn't, then, yeah, I think Al Marone this week, I think he's, I mean, he's, he's double digits, I think, is – safe for him i'm not gonna say like he's got a double digit floor but he's pretty close to that so i mean like we were saying about schweinsteiger if you're getting like three 
four points a game, then you got to think that Al Maroon's got just as good of a chance to to exceed that. So I don't mind the single game week players this week, but yeah, I'm going to try to use them in a switcheroo and just um, give myself some options there. I just, I can't picture a lineup with five midfielders. I mean, we only get five, one of which right. is Al Maroon and Rodney Wallace is still in your team. <laughs> well, so, hey, I'm sorry to keep so, going back to that, but no, I, I get it. I'm just, I guess, uh, I don't know. I mean, for the midfield, then I don't know. You could use it on a guy, even like a, a, a Piotti or a Tider, sure. That or maybe even like a Katai that you're not certain about. Um, stick them on their on your bench for the first game, and if they, you know, if they flop, then you've got options. So I'm just, I think you can. Uh, make a case for these single game week guys but i hear you on rodney wallace too it might be uh hey i don't know who if anybody's gonna go there but if you do then uh hey good luck to you and please let's see the uh the fantasy the screenshot after he goes off there you go um the difficulty with using piotti or tighter in the double is that it's the second game that you really want um and so you're not necessarily handicapped because Atlanta plays Sunday. Like that's actually the perfect single game week players. Those guys are the perfect ones because you can wait all the way until the end. Um, nah, you might be onto something there, Skyler. Yeah. I mean, you'll, you'll get to see both, both games from Montreal. So right. that might be the ticket right there. Yeah. And New York. I mean, so you can same, see just how with, many, how many points yes. Wallace ends up with. Yes. Yeah, same with the other, uh, DGW teams, New York and Chicago, will know what those guys have like for their full double game week before the Sunday games, which Sunday is Atlanta hosting Seattle and LAFC hosting Portland, both games that will want to target for fantasy. I mean, the matchup for LAFC is arguably tougher than, than Atlanta's, but I think there's some fantasy points to be had in both those games if, you, if you've still got options available. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Any other midfielders that you think could be surprisingly good this week, Adam, that maybe you didn't rank as high? Um, I'll probably throw Alejandro Silva in this conversation. Um, we haven't really mentioned him. I'd probably put him over Rodney Wallace. He's done he's done quite a bit in recent matches for Montreal. Um, obviously, the question is if he's going to start both matches, but he's already started uh, two matches in a double game week already. Um so there's that. Um, but even then, he still has – if he gets up to 80, 90 minutes, he's still at a floor where he's going to get three, four points in that road match against uh, New York City and then coming back for that San Jose match, hopefully grabs a goal or assist and you're already over 10 points. And I think he's – I mean, I think that's a little safer than um, – any of the defensive midfielders like McCarty, um, you got Wallace in there. Um, I mean, he's even in the range of Almiron, I'd say, um, as long as he's getting the start in uh, both matches. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fair. Skyler, anybody else jumps out? Yeah, I like the D.C. United midfielders kind of as an under-the-radar play. Uh, I like Yamil Assad a lot. I've got him at 19th this week. Obviously, a lot of that was due to the double game week players being in front of him. But um, I like Assad. I like Zoltan Sieber and Lucia Costa. I think 
any three of those guys could have a big game. I mean, you could even lump Paul Ariola in, even though he hasn't really been producing too much. But um, of that group, then I like Assad a lot, and I think he could be ranked higher um, if if not for the double game week. Man, Wayne Rooney yeah, already paying dividends. Yeah, I put Assad at 11, actually, so I definitely agree with that. I like um, it. Yeah, in my notes, I even said, why why isn't a 5-0 win possible for D.C.? So it's right in the same line. <laughs> yep. We really going to try to see a 5-0 win? <laughs> <laughs> right. Got a Chris in the not? new digs, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think that includes the a... Rooney brace off the bench. Oh, it's going to be a party. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, Saad will get a couple of assists on both of those. So, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, defenders, obviously, we're kind of along the same lines. A lot of New York City, Montreal, and Chicago, kind of in that order in terms of the guys that you want. Um, Skyler, I feel bad that Victor Cabrera is like not the beast that he was at the beginning of the year because <laughs> you don't get to rank him as highly. But um, you talked actually a little bit earlier about which New York City pieces you're going to want. Um, so you are considering two defenders though. I imagine right. you wouldn't go to three. Uh, it's, it's possible. Um, I mean, I love the fact that they're the only team that played both games at home. I mm-hmm. uh, don't, I'm not too impressed with Montreal. Um, Columbus have been a little bit lackluster lately. They just got blown out at LA. Yeah. I mean, they've got, they've got a, it's a tougher matchup. I'd say than Montreal for New York city, but, um, I love both, you know, both games being at home for them. So I think for me, tenor home sticks out as maybe the play. If you want to have some attacking firepower along with a clean sheet possibility, it feels like tenor Holmes been been getting a little bit more involved with the, the new coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he was, he was involved as it was, but it, it almost seems like he's been given even more of a green light to get forward. Um, and so I like that about him. Cayenne seems a little bit more like the safer play of the two. So don't don't blame anybody for going with Cayenne's over Tenor Home. I just like Tenor Home's upside a little bit more. That's fair. Adam, you flip them. Is it just because it seems Callan's a little safer? Yeah, just a little bit. Um, I made a note he started every match this season, so he's got that going for him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I agree with Skyler. He's two guys I think are the only ones really guaranteed for two starts um I wouldn't be surprised if Abdul Salam got a start in one of these matches so uh, that gives some doubt if for some reason you want to go Sweat or Chanel back there um so that's why I have them ranked kind of lower than some of the other uh Montreal or Chicago guys where does Matarita rank if you knew he was starting both games He'd probably be, I mean, he'd be in the top three, definitely. Um, yeah, he'd, I mean, be, he'd be up there. Because <laughs> he's going to be probably in an attacking role. So, I mean, he's going to be, with the, with the injuries, he, he could be on the wing up there. So, um, if you start in both matches, then, yeah, he's definitely, yeah, I'd probably still only go with two New York City defenders, but he'd probably be one of them. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, wasn't it you, Andrew, that, that rolled the dice on Moderata earlier in the season when he got kind of a spot start and it, it paid dividends? Maybe it was you and JD. It was, a, yeah, it was a double game. Standing without him. Yeah, it was a double game week. He started Wednesday. I think he, it was a clean sheet and an assist, and I think he actually didn't even play in the weekend. 
and but still yeah exactly no if he's in i i I jump at him um but i just have a soft spot for him and i just always hope he starts for rodney wallace sorry to bring him back back (laughs) up again um how confident are you guys in these montreal defenders like montreal has been better defensively than i think that we give them credit for the match at new york city is obviously not ideal but I mean, uh, the two games moves them up the rankings, but, like, what am I really getting out of Rod Fanny or Daniel Lovitz? They've been producing fantasy points. Uh, Fanny's been turning in some bonus points, so I think I mean, you definitely got to consider that, even if they don't get a good result at New York. I mean, I could still see them coming away with, like, a four-point outing, and then if they happen to turn in a good clean sheet at, at home against San Jose, who aren't really... Uh, who don't really pose much of a threat for me, then, yeah, I mean, I think he's he's got a double-digit, I mean, 10, 15-point potential here. So 15? Yeah, I mean, he's, you look at his game, his past game logs, I mean, he's had eight or more points in uh, three of his last four. Granted, like, three of those were clean sheets. There we go. Still, <laughs> I mean, They still, have the San like, Jose game. Yeah, but so like an 11-point outing, I mean, you take away the, the clean sheet and the two points for the 90 minutes, um, you're still looking at four points there, just some bonus points. And so that, you know, gives you a little bit of an idea of what he brings to the table. Um, probably going to get you some bonus points and got a good shot at a clean sheet in the second game. So that's kind of what, where I'm going with those guys. And Lovitz has been pretty good, too. He's been putting up just as good of numbers, and he gets a little bit more forward in the attack too so i think both of those guys are probably the main two from from montreal that i'm actually seriously giving consideration to this week okay um you you both have montreal the montreal guys ahead of the chicago guys is it as simple as that you think the that montreal against san jose is better than chicago home against philly yes yeah (laughs) Yeah. i mean (laughs) consider like scholar said montreal is actually playing decent as a late. I mean, they have those clean sheets there. Um, and so I, that's, that's really the only thing, uh, San Jose, they, they have three goals in their last five road matches. Um, not like Philly's any better, but I just think they're easier to trust in general. Whereas like I have, I have Brandon Vincent ranked highest among Chicago defenders, which probably doesn't make any sense, but he's likely going to start both matches. So, <laughs> Uh, that's that's at least going for him. Whereas, <laughs> I mean, you don't know you don't know anything about like if Kevin Ellis is going to start back both matches. He just came back from a hamstring injury. Uh, Jonathan Campbell and then um, Kappelhoff just got in a car crash, so you don't know what's going to happen with him. So it's kind of a it's kind of a toss up everywhere else. Hmm. You seem to have the same read, Skyler, based on your rankings. Yeah, I do. I think. Like I mentioned about some of the Montreal options, it feels like they're better positioned to pick up bonus points in case they do happen to flop both games. Um, whereas Chicago, like Jonathan Campbell is really the only guy that jumps out as like a bonus point uh, producer. Then the other guys are like Kevin Ellis. I mean, you're hoping that he continues to get involved in the attack, which I mean, he's he's been picking up goals and assists, which seems crazy for Ke- Kevin Ellis. but <laughs> um, and, and it's not something that you really want to, try to target i think jd alluded to this last podcast or a couple podcasts ago but i mean you really don't want to 
play a defender solely based on his attacking upside. I mean, because a clean sheet in itself is equal to a goal. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just think overall then Montreal defenders are in a little bit of a better spot than Chicago. It's not a huge difference. I could totally see Chicago shutting out Philly on Wednesday too. But um, I just, I mean, in general, then, yeah, I bumped Montreal a little bit ahead of Chicago this week. I'm pretty excited not to have Graham Zuzi this week. <laughs> he didn't even make my top 20. This week. I know. Neither of you. It's I love close. it. Thank goodness. Um, both of you listed 13 double game week play defenders in your top uh, 13. It took until the 14th to get to a single game week player. Uh, is it worth trying to get a little switcheroo with uh, LGP or Parkhurst or Simon? Like, do you guys think you'll even try to play that game with a defender? You can if you don't have five DGW players in your back line. That's the only scenario that right. I wouldn't try it. But, I mean, yeah, if, you're, if you've only got four DGW defenders, then I think you, you're selling yourself short if you don't try to switch through there. But I guess the, the... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not planning on it personally. Yeah, that's, that's sort of what I meant, Sky. Like, do you think you'll play five def- double game week defenders? Oh, I gotcha. Um... Man, I just I don't know because I don't know if I'm gonna end up with a, a five four one. I might end up with like a four four two, so that would give me a little bit of a wiggle room to to run that switcheroo um, where I've got a defender, a DGW defender on the bench, and then I can give myself that out if he happens to have a bad um, two games. Like mm-hmm. we said, we'll get to see both games. So okay, um, <clears throat> moving on to goalkeeper. Uh, we don't really have the ideal keeperu this week. I mean, it's basically a double guy or a single. Um, what we were saying earlier about the Atlanta, um, how with Atlanta being so late, it does seem like it's worth starting Guzan and then just having one of Johnson, Bush, or Sanchez on your bench so you can see the two games. Uh, am I? Do you think? Am I reading that correctly, Skyler? Yeah, I think so, and I think I said earlier I was still trying to decide on Johnson. Like he's he jumps out as the safest play two games at home, um, coming off a clean sheet against the Red Bulls. It looks like NYC kind of tightened things up a little bit more defensively, maybe without as much attacking firepower um, at their disposal. Then they're playing a little more defensive, but yeah, I think that's probably the way to do it. And I actually have Evan Bush plugged in right now, just. I know he plays at NYC that first game. I'm not really counting on much there, but he's been pretty big at home, and um, I like his home matchup against San Jose. So, yeah, let's see what he does in those two games. And then if he gets like a, I don't know, like four from those two games, then, yeah, I'd plug Guzan in because, I mean, what's the max you're going to get from a keeper on a single game week, like six or seven? So Mm -hmm. your DGW keeper would really have to get lit up in order to, to have to execute that. But, you definitely, I think, should give yourself that option. Adam, you think you'll end up with Johnson, or are you using your New York City guys elsewhere? Um, I currently have two New York City defenders, so that is going to be where they're at. Um, although the Tajiri Shradi news actually changes that, so I may I may have to add Johnson um, if Tajiri Shradi isn't starting. Um, I guess I have to look at this again. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's really kind of depends if you want to use those two New York City defenders or if you want to use Johnson in that. Um, I'm kind of leaning towards the two defenders because 
they at least have a little more upside. Um, and then, as Skyler said, it's not like Bush is a terrible play. Um, he's still making a decent amount of saves, so he'll still get a couple points at New York City, and then you just got to cross your fingers for the clean sheet against San Jose, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. Makes sense. Um, I don't even think we need to – or is there any consideration for any other single game we keeper other than Guzan? Uh, we're definitely going with uh, David Usted in the uh, 5-0 route for D.C. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, there's another revenge game narrative. It sure is, yeah. Former team. <laughs> yeah, he's not letting get anything get by him, so easy clean sheet. Easy, wow. So easy, you have him 10th um, out of 10. <laughs> Skyler's aggressively has him an 8, though, so we've got that. We've got that. I mean, I I thought that was a little crazy, but you guys are starting to actually sell me on this big DC United win. Um, I'm not sure I can make that move, though. I think it's still Guzan. Hmm. Yeah, Guzan's the the guy. If it's a single-game week keeper, I like Jesse Gonzalez, too, not far behind Guzan. Um, That'd probably be it for me, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, Let's talk captains. We finally have the guy who actually writes our captain's article on the podcast. Uh, I, in looking at the double game week, I thought Maxi Morales is probably the right call. I read Adam's article. Maxi Morales is at the top of his captain rankings. Skylar, who do you have? Yeah, it's got to be Maxi Morales. <laughs> um, we mentioned <clears throat> New York City's uh, just—I mean, they're they're walking wounded right now, so. He's got to be the guy in an attack for them. I mean, penalties, I think he takes them. Um, he's gonna. He's taking more shots. I mean, with all these guys out, like he's got a, a pretty heavy load to lift in the attack, so I think he's got to be the captain this week. Adam, is there any hesitation on Morales because so many guys are out? Uh, no. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it's two home matches, both pretty favorable um whereas i mean you could go piatti you could go any of the montreal guys but you're at risk for getting shut out in their first match and then you're kind of hoping for you know two goals and an assist you're hoping for a little more in that second match against san jose whereas morales you know he could score assists in both of those matches plus bonus points um i mean i think i said in my article i mean it's it's almost I don't want to say guarantee, but close to reaching 20 points is, I mean, a good bet. So, I mean, you can't really say that about anyone else. Um, I I mean, I don't want to consider anyone else. If you do consider someone else, good luck, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no Nikolic captain for you, Adam? Um, I thought about it, <laughs> but no. <laughs> uh, yeah, he didn't make the top five. Sorry about that. Notice that. Do you do you think he's in the top? Like, is he second for you, Skyler? No, he might be. He might be on the bubble of top five. I mean, it's it's totally a differential play at this point. I mean, we're at what week twenty, so we've got this week and next, and that's it for the spring season. So, you know, if you want to pick a spot to make a jump, if you have to make up some ground, then I don't mind playing a guy like a Nikolic as a captain because nobody else is going to do it and he happens to I mean he happens to go off I mean we've seen him come out with braces he's scoring hat tricks last season like 
I know he's been pretty uh, disappointing this season, but I mean, he's that's what he does. He scores goals, and Chicago are going to need somebody to score goals. I don't mind him at all this week. I feel like, and maybe I am overrating their matchups, but I, I almost feel like Katai might be better than Piatti and Tider, mostly because maybe I just think that the, not that the New York's the New York game is going to get nothing. They'll get nothing, but I just feel like you're really depending on something out of that because, I mean, obviously they could go off against San Jose. I doubt Tider does, but. Um, like I could see Katai scoring in both of the games that he has. I mean, at Dallas is not an easy game, but I feel like Katai, at least on free kicks, like he's got he's dangerous enough that it wouldn't shock me if he scored twice. He scored once in each game, whereas like Piotti scoring at New York and then home against San Jose, I think is a lesser chance. But maybe I'm giving Katai too much credit. Skyler usually a Katai guy, so am I yeah. going a little crazy on him? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think we saw this past week, you know, if he doesn't produce, which he's been really productive over the past month, maybe even longer, but when he doesn't, then I think he had a three-point game. So um, that's what you're potentially looking at if he happens to dud. But I don't feel like uh, home against Philadelphia is a spot that he's going to dud in. I mean, I think he's going to have a good game there. And then if he does have a bad game at Dallas and so be it, I think you've got your points from Wednesday night. So... I like Katai. Um, I feel like Piotti may be the upside, maybe the reason I might have him ranked ahead of a guy like Katai is I think he's on penalty kicks. I'm not sure if Katai would be. I think Nikolic would probably take him for Chicago. So I don't know. And Piotti's kind of the kind of the guy for Montreal. I mean, I know Tidair stepped up with a couple of big goals last week, but you got to think in Chicago they've got they've got goals to go around between Nikolic and Katai. I mean, that that might actually be about it, but. Yeah. Um, Piotti, it feels like is more of the guy that they're that Montreal is leaning on as opposed to Chicago. They they might have uh, be able to spread it out a little bit better. That's reasonable, I I guess. Um, Adam, <laughs> I wanted to ask this question. I'm glad we finally got you on the podcast so I can get the answer. One of the things I like about your um, captain's article is that you uh, usually at least discuss captaining defenders because. Uh, while they tend not to always have the upside, sometimes there are weeks where just the reliable points are enough. Um, do you ever captain a defender? <laughs> um, Am I pulling too much behind the I, curtain? I don't remember doing so in MLS this year, but I, I'm positive I did in Premier League last year, and I don't think it worked out well. So. <laughs> So uh, there you go. All right. All right. Skyler, you ever do it? I may have captained Zussi at some point. I don't know if I've done it this season. Yeah. It feels like I have captained a defender at some point, but uh, yeah. I can't think I mean, of it. Definitely, it definitely would have been a double game week or, you know, I was chasing first place or something. Right. Trying to catch up. Right. Pure desperation move. Right. Desperation right. move. Okay. Just I had to I had to ask I had to ask. Uh, anything else? I think that's it. Yeah, I got nothing. I Good luck to. Wanna, uh, yeah, I wanted <laughs> to add we uh, we got the DC United odds. I pulled them up. They're minus one thirty three against Vancouver on Saturday. So that looks like an easy win. Um, 
easy five goal win, if anything. So <laughs> if anyone uh, wants to take our advice and go with that, uh, there you go. I'm going to try to yeah. – sorry, what was that, Skylar? No, I like it. I was just going to add in too. Hopefully JD's listening to the pod overseas because he's looking at the leaderboard here. He's third overall two <sighs> weeks ago. So Man. Pull him for you, man. Get uh, Wake up at 2 a.m. to set your lineup or 3 a.m., whenever it is. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Um, I, I wanted to add on to that D.C. thing. They're um, minus 125 to win but they're plus 5,000 to win 5 nothing. Um, I think really that's – if they win, it's obviously oh, going to be 5 nothing. So, yeah, it's it's silly to I'm take them. I'm definitely doing that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank goodness sports betting is legal now. Uh, if uh, anybody wants to follow up on Skyler's rankings uh, on MLSsoccer.com, you can find him on Twitter at DraftKicks. Uh, Adam is filling in for JD this week on the rankings as well, uh, but his captain article is there every week. You can find him on Twitter at RotoZadroik. That's Z-D-R-O-I-K. Uh, I am at Rotowire Andrew, and we'll be, or I believe uh, Adam and Skyler will be on the podcast for the final week of the spring season because I will be in Las Vegas for the uh, annual Rotowire trip that um, doesn't necessarily prohibit me from doing the podcast, but it's probably better I don't do it. So, Gentlemen, thank you for that. Thank you in advance for next week, and good luck. Good luck, guys. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer.